Good morning, my name is Andy Kelly. This is Water's Edge Church. Today we met on the beach, so I am actually pre-recording my message. Thank you for listening online. Today we're talking about the spiritual offices, but before we get in there, by way of introduction, I want to share a famous quote from a 1981 movie, Chariots of Fire, which details the life of Eric Liddell. He was a Scottish sprinter, a rugby player, and a Christian missionary. And in the 1924 Paris Olympics, The man known as the Flying Scotman took gold and set a new record in the 400 meter. And he's renowned for this line that God made me fast. This is what he says. This is what he's quoted as saying. I I can't really say if you said this in real life, but God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Now in the church, we have time and time again interpreted this idea of feeling God's pleasure as those times that we operate in our natural skills, our giftings. It's that spiritual wiring where God uniquely designs us for and we find joy and fulfillment and contentment. Uh, It's that spiritual wiring uh, when we operate in our sweet spot. We understand that we are standing under the waterfall of God's grace and we feel God's pleasure. When we do what we're made to do, we feel God's pleasure. So when do you feel God's pleasure? What activities ignite a sense of purpose and joy in you? What are you up to when you operate in your sweet spot? This is one of those questions that I ask, and I don't want people to overthink it. It could be as simple as listening to a friend. It could be when you're playing or teaching a child, hammering a nail, thinking through your goals the next year, sharing about a movie you love. What... When you, what are you doing when you feel God's pleasure? That's something I want you to think about. I'm going to challenge people to take a walk today as they think about that. All right. So again, yeah, I'm Andy. This is Water's Edge Church. And um, we are continuing a series called Adulting, Growing Up as We Become More Like a Child. And the whole thesis of the series is to enter into the paradox that we are called in the Christian worldview, to mature in our faith while at the same time embracing childlike qualities. And that as we grow, we will become more childlike. Not childish per se, but more childlike. And there's a handout that I'll attach to this um, podcast that you can look at. It it has a lot of great principles from a ministry that I I truly love and have experienced uh, firsthand the fruit of. It's 3DM Ministries. Particularly, uh, a leader and mentor of mine, Bob Roglin, helped me um, just compose this message as a short homily based on the spiritual offices. We're going to be reading Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. In fact, we read this portion of scripture as part of the larger scripture last week uh, from a great message by my friend Scott Wildy. In any case, this is God's word for us. Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 13. Verse 11 says, So Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I'll read that again. So Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up 
until we all reach the unity of faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So what we're going to be discussing in our group today is what does it mean to be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher? And when you hear these five names, these five entities, you can think this is a spiritual gift, something similar to the list that we see in Scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and even 1 Peter 4. However, what's listed in Ephesians is not a spiritual gift list. These are spiritual offices, which essentially describe our normative, normal means of functioning overall, the ways that we are wired to primarily function. These five lists, though, the normal means that we function overall. Now, every analogy falls short. Uh, some are helpful. Here's one. The offices, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, it, it is a type of workshop that we naturally, supernaturally operate in. There, there are there are offices that I go to in our day-to-day. And the spiritual gifts we see elsewhere in Scripture are the tools we use while operating in our office or workshop. Uh, they're the tools that we use. Some of those gifts can be our primary tools that we use every day, kind of like in construction, use a hammer, a square, a pencil, a tape measure. And some will be, some gifts will be specialty tools once in a while, like a cat's paw, a line level, hinge jig, etc. So, yeah, spiritual gifts are the tools, whereas these are listing the workshop of the office that we naturally, supernaturally work in. So some may say, I have the gift of communication, arguable. Uh, some say I have the gift of encouragement. I think it's true. So at times I have the gift of exhortation. Those, are, those gifts are, are tools that I use in the workshop of evangelism and also in teaching for that matter. Uh, but those gifts, those tools can be used in the workshop of pastoring or thinking forward as apostle or leaning into the prophetic office as I seek to hear from God and share a word from God. Now there are some gifts, like for me would be healing or knowledge that I use less often, uh, but the Holy Spirit can activate them when I when I ask God to give me that gift. All right, Lord, I need this tool right now. Can you give me a word of knowledge? Can we bring healing today? Other people, uh, my sister Carrie Gunn, she has a base office. Her primary office functions as a pastor. Uh, this means she can use many gifts such as wisdom or generosity, and so forth. And on rare occasions, carry me at the call on the gift of healing, or mercy, or poverty, so that she can pastor others, care for others. So apostle, prophet, evangelist, teachers, pastors, offices, or workshop, spiritual gifts are the tools we use as we function in our office or workshop. And here's where I'm going to read uh, just a bit of the front page of the handout, just so we can be in it together. When it comes to these five offices, Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, epitomizes the expression of each ministry base. He was and is the perfect apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Christ is all these, and that's really helpful to know because um, that helps debunk comparison. There's, there's no greater base ministry than another. Ministries are like five fingers of the same hand. No one's better. In fact, we all need each other. And that leads to the third line. All the gifts interact. 
We need to learn from those who are strong in areas where we are not. We need one another in order to become mature and grow into the fullness of what it means to be the body of Christ. We're called to grow in these offices, and there will be seasons in our life when we function in different offices. We go to different work offices, different workshops. I hope this analogy is working for you all, because I'm leaning on it a lot. At times, outside influences might push us to operate within a ministry aspect that is not our primary office. And we refer to that as a phase ministry. In the, in the handout, it says gifting, but that's confusing. It should say office. Um, in fact, each and every follower has one specific base office, one place where they primarily operate, where they naturally, supernaturally function. And there is, over time, we are all called to grow in the other four different phases at different times, seasons, and even years of our lives. And in those times, uh, when we function in another phase ministry, i.e. If, I if I'm a based evangelist, but I'm called to function as an apostle or called to function in the prophetic office, we become more well-rounded. We essentially live into what it said in the next two verses following this list of vases, that the body Christ is, we may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. There is growth in those necessity of our phase seasons as we learn and practice the four other offices. When I seek to live outside of my primary base gifting, in a phase of being a teacher or a phase of being a pastor, I, I'm maturing. By necessity, I need me to mature. And necessity of life, people need pastors in seasons. Or they might need an, a word from God, a prophet. In fact, I really had to own and hone listening skills as a pastor in my first few years of ministry to understand what was going on in people's lives, to care for them. How could I share good news with somebody if I don't know what bad news that good news needs to really hit? How can I share truth if there's an obstruction to truth, if they don't even desire to hear truth? Um, how can I know where we're heading if people are hurting? You know, what is God saying to the hurt? I had to grow as a pastor, still growing as a pastor. It's huge. As I say that, as we talk about the necessity of growth, it's huge to recognize that if we continue to function primarily in a phase ministry, an office that's outside of our base office, uh, we, will lose the, we will lose the grace of that function of burnout. If I try to be a teacher my whole life and not recognize that I'm an evangelist that God wired me, I'm going to burn out. Uh, eventually, we need, we need to return to our base ministry to be healthy and bear good fruit, to, to feel God's pleasure, to feel God's pleasure. That said, when we pass a wounded traveler on the road, we're not called to share good news in that moment right away or to teach them something. We're called to be a pastor, to care for that person. All right, last section. The body of Christ is organic in nature and like all living things, experiences rhythm in life. There will be seasons, as I've mentioned, ad nauseum, where we'll be challenged by God and turned to a new territory. Um, this is like where we're challenged to to pioneer new areas as apostles, prophets, and evangelists. There will also be seasons to nurture community and make sense of the new thing God has placed in front of us or called us into, and we'll need pastors and teachers in that season. So essentially what I'm saying is 
the apostle prophets and evangelists some people call them the apes sometimes they're they're they have a tendency to to discern what new God has for us. Where do we need to pioneer? Whereas the pastors and teachers uh, tend to help us settle into where we've been called. Uh, with Jesus as our head, our differences are his gift to us so that we might equip one another in unity to be the church he is creating. So there are pioneering offices and settling offices. The key is having both because there'll be seasons of pioneer and seasons of settle. And much of the time, both can be happening. For instance, we're in a season of pioneering new ways to serve the community, the city, and even across the borders, while we still have to care for our own people. And this requires discernment. All right. So today, today I want to also take hold of the spiritual tool or gift of discernment as we prayerfully consider, hey, what is my spiritual office? What is my workshop that I need to function in? Am I, are you an apostle, one who is sent out? One who asks, are we leading God's people to a place God is calling them? Am I, are you a prophet? Meaning one who listens, hears and listens to God. And then asks the question, are the people of God hearing his voice and responding? Are you an evangelist? Meaning one who brings good news. Are you asking the question, are new people entering into God's kingdom? Pastors ask, one who shepherds God's people. Are we caring for and showing compassion to God's people? And actually to all people. Are you, am I a teacher, one who seeks and shares truth? Remember, as Ephesians says, truth and love. Are the people of God immersing themselves in scripture and in biblical principles, and are they living them out? So this is where we take a moment, and we're going to break into group led by people who either have a strong base in one of these five categories, or at least a very refined face. My hope is that as you and we head into these group exercises today, which express, expresses our base ministry, We'll discuss what God is bringing to our attention. What is he revealing to us? And we took about 20 plus minutes to do this. And now that's essentially what we did today. I think my exhortation on all this is that these offices and the spiritual gifts that we talk about, the church itself, all of this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, and the good news is that we all want to see God at work. That means we need to rely on God's work in us and through us. We want to see God at work. Allow God to work in and through you, which is very exciting. At the same time, definitely humbling. And if we, tr here's the caution, is if we try to do stuff on our own effort, we, at the worst, will function as a devil and hurt others. And at the very least, we'll be very, very boring. This is about being spirit-filled church and not a spiritless people. So we need to rely on God's spirit and ask God, hey, Lord, I need, I need your help to function, even in my base gifting, Lord, today. I need your help. This is your power, Christ. This is you giving yourself to me. So, Lord, what you, you got to do, what only you can do in and through me. Amen? So, we're going to read the back page of the, the handout. And uh, the questions we're going to ask is, what sticks out to us? How do we witness ourselves function in this kingdom office through our day-to-day? -day? And then considering what phases we may be in and how we can return to our base. That is our time on the beach today. I hope to see you later on. If not, know that you're loved, and thanks for listening. Again, the handout is attached. May God fill you with his grace and peace as we learn together what it means to trust in him. Talk to you soon.